10,000 years, that's how old the egg sack had been. It had been dug up near the Nazca Lines, great line drawings etched in the high desert of Peru by a Ph.D. student in archaeology who was friends with one of Melanie's graduate students, Julie Yu. The egg sack had been buried near the drawings of a spider. The rest of the Nazca line drawings, birds and animals, and geometric designs were maybe 2,000 years old. But not the spider drawing. The spider was different, older, much older. According to Julie's friend, the box and other items they dug up near the spider were 10,000 years old. Maybe the crackpots weren't so far off in their theories about Nazca. How was it that an ancient civilization could have constructed such beautiful and precise images? On one level, the how was simple. Rocks removed so that the white earth underneath became lines in the red dirt. The plateaus were protected from the weather so that the Nazca lines could survive for thousands of years. 2,000 years or 10,000 years. Old enough that the question of how was also unsolvable because they weren't really drawings in a traditional sense. At ground level, they were simple lines and shapes, no meaning, but from above they came so alive you could feel the beating pulse of these people praying to ancient gods. They didn't have airplanes then, they couldn't fly, so how had they designed them? Who knew? Melanie thought. Archaeologists had agreed that the simplest answer was that somebody had simply done a good job of planning. The Nazca had made the designs, staked out lines, and removed the stones. The egg sack had been found buried in a wooden box along with some of the stakes that the Nazca had used. Careful measurements and good engineering, human ingenuity, math, science. That's what she believed in. At least, that's what she used to believe in. Now, she was beginning to be open to the idea that the Nazca lines could have been made some other way, and for some other purpose, too. She used to think that the ancient Nazca designs were a sort of prayer. She'd prayed to them herself, once, years ago, back when she and Manny were still a couple, back when doctors had told her that having a baby would require an act of God. Not that seeing the Nazca lines or breathing a fervent prayer as her plane circled above them had done any good. She and Manny had split up, and she was left with her lab and her spiders. But that was the thing. Maybe the older drawing, the drawing of the spider, was there as something different from the other lines, not a prayer. Maybe the spider was a warning. Ten thousand years was a long time in human history, a blink of the eye in the history of the earth, but beyond the scope of human records. It was a span of time in which meaning was lost. Maybe if they'd been able to understand the warning, her world wouldn't have gone to hell. Melanie rubbed her eyes, so tired, but she didn't have time to sleep. She didn't want to sleep. She was afraid of falling asleep. She knew what she'd see if she fell asleep. Bark, her graduate student and former lover, cut open on the operating table, his body shot through with silk and egg sacks. Patrick hovering over the surgeon and the nurses, taking photos with the lab's camera. Melanie standing on the other side of the glass, Julie Yu running down the hall toward her, too late with the information. And then, so quick, the spiders hatching from inside Bark's body. Melanie rubbed her eyes harder. She didn't want to picture it. The blood and the gore were bad, but worse were the spiders themselves. A black wave, a single thing made of a thousand individual organisms. She'd never been afraid of spiders or bugs of any kind. 
Not once in her whole life had she been grossed out. When other kids or adults shrank away from creepy crawlies, Melanie leaned in, fascinated. What made them work? But these were different. She reached out for her coffee and then stopped herself. Her hand was shaking. She was jittery. Too much caffeine, not enough sleep, too many nerves. What had it been, ten days? Eleven? Twelve? Since she'd gotten the egg sack? Time was elastic. The goat screamed again. That was the only way to describe it. Not a bleat, but a scream. It kicked out and caught one of the soldiers in the thigh, but the man just swore and wrapped his arms tighter around the goat. The pair, Melanie had stopped bothering to try to learn their names a few days ago, finally forced the goat through the door of the airlock and then jumped out, closing the door behind them. The poor goat stood in the airlock, forlorn, forsaken. It had stopped...